Hello, and welcome to the Middle East Forum speaker webinar series and podcast. I'm Stacey Roman, and I will be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Professor Nicholas Damask, who teaches political science at Scottsdale Community College and is a former Salvatore Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, join us to discuss how CARE almost canceled his college class. Professor Damask will speak for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Professor Nicholas Damask. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, and thank you for this format to be able to share with your members my experience with CARE. So let's wind the clocks back to April of 2020. Uh, it's the very end of the spring semester, and that was an unbelievably hectic uh, semester. Uh, with COVID, everything shut down, the whole campus was shut down. Uh, every single class was converted to an online class, but uh, we made it through. There's two days uh, to the end of the class, so everything was finished up. I receive an email at around 9 p.m. from a Muslim student uh, who self-identified as a Muslim student. And he said, it's a very short email, uh, but he said, uh, your uh, class content on Islamic terrorism has offended me. Well, I've been teaching at Scottsdale College for 26 years now, and pretty much every semester i've run that world politics class and since roughly 02 i've had a unit uh exploring islamic terrorism so never had a complaint no st still actually have had a complaint this student hasn't filed a complaint uh so i just answered it was a very vague email and basically again just said i'm offended at the content on um, having to do with Islamic terrorism. I responded uh, asking, well, you know, maybe can you give me some specifics? Uh, you know, and I went on to say, well, the class isn't meant to offend. You know, we're not pro or con anything. The goal is to learn uh, why tens of thousands of young men from the four corners of the Islamic world have flocked to places like Afghanistan or to Syria to fight for ISIS. You know, when these young men, many of them are middle-class kids or even privileged, look back at Osama bin Laden. So the goal is to explore what's motivating them. Uh, again, it's not to insult or anything like that. Now, unbeknownst to me, overnight, this student uploaded uh, a couple of quiz questions that I had related to the Islamic terrorism unit to social media. Uh, and specifically, it was to somebody on Instagram, some clown character, uh, I think he's actually in Canada, uh, who is Muslim himself, and who happens to have a large following, um, tens, hundreds of thousands of followers. So overnight, the school, the college, started to get messages left on its Instagram account uh, from really all over the world, Malaysia, Pakistan, the Palestinian territories, 
you know, condemning, you know, obviously without, you know, any context, the quiz questions, me, the class, uh, and there were uh, some menacing threats as well. Um, people posted saying, well, this school needs a school shooting, or how about a bombing? Uh, one particularly clever poster said, you know, we should take this professor out to dinner and slit his throat. Uh, so again, this is happening overnight. My department chair gives me a call early the next morning uh, and says, have you gotten any emails? Have you, uh, do you know what's going on at the school? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't checked emails yet. And he says, well, there's, you know, people from, you know, an online, you know, troll army upset at your class. So I go home, I take a look. Uh, at all of this. And sure enough, there's just thousands and thousands of messages, I mean, beyond count, uh, on the school's Instagram site. And I'm looking at these, and I turned to my wife and I said, we're leaving this house in 90 seconds. And we packed a bag, uh, threw stuff in it, took our grandson with us, our eight-year-old grandson who was staying the weekend, and we left. Ultimately, the online furor calmed down. And indeed, uh, the chancellor of the college district within which Scottsdale College is located uh, essentially supported me, took my side. They even had a, a little investigation, you know, said I didn't do anything wrong. And all of this was without context of, you know, any sort of formal complaint. But the college district, interesting enough, was very, very supportive of me and continues to be uh, to this day. Uh, a few weeks later, again, the online furor calmed down. Uh, the George Floyd incident happened and the ensuing protests and riots. Uh, so focus was, you know, away from me, uh, thankfully, uh, and on other issues. Again, the COVID was still around. Uh, CARE, however, uh, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, did not forget about any of this. And in early June of 2020, maybe five weeks roughly after uh, the incident, CARE filed a lawsuit against the college district and against me. And when I say me, I mean me personally. Uh, I was served at home on a Saturday morning. Uh what was CARE asking for? So the lawsuit is, well, as ridiculous as you might guess that it uh, was, uh, you know, right down to uh, these, uh, the packet, the lawsuit packet, the filing packet that they served to me uh, was missing two pages. Okay. I mean, it was just awful. Uh, but it's important to note that CARE was asking for an injunction. Uh, an injunction uh, that they wanted a federal court to issue that would prevent the teaching of Islamic terrorism in my class, or for that matter, in any other class in the entire college district. This has never been done before. No court in this country uh, in its entire history has ever, ever issued an injunction to say that certain content 
cannot be taught in a college class. Uh, that's just uh, courts here don't do that. That's not, you know, this isn't the West Bank. This isn't Pakistan. I mean, the courts don't say uh, a certain certain subject matter altogether is off limits. Uh, now, on what basis was CARE asking for this? Well, uh, according to CARE, the content of my class expressed disapproval of Islam. So it's sort of the reverse of the establishment clause, okay? The state cannot create a favored religion. And CARE was saying, well, what Dr. Damask did in his class was to create a state-sponsored disfavor of religion, specifically Islam. Uh, and CARE made the argument, uh, such as it was, that you, I could talk about terrorism all day long. I could talk about Islam all day long, but I cannot link the two. Uh, you, you cannot say, all right, terrorism is a part of Islam. Uh, terrorism is justified by Islam. And it doesn't even matter how you do it. It doesn't matter if you uh, have Quranic references, uh, you refer to the Sunnah or to classical jurisprudence. It doesn't matter if you're quoting bin Laden or quoting Boko Haram or you're just winging it and you know giving students pure opinion if you arrive at the point of disapproving of islam if you make islam look bad uh that's forbidden uh, uh just like the state can't create a certain religion the state can't uh disparage uh, a certain religion and I was the state. Uh, I'm, you know, a college professor at a public college. Uh, and so they said I was creating, um, well, as one of the attorneys put it to me, one of the district's attorneys, uh, he said, well, they're trying to create a defamation of Islam exception to the First Amendment. They want to carve out, CARE is trying to carve out uh, an exception to academic freedom, freedom of speech by saying, look, uh, as a public, uh, you know, professor at a public college, there's certain areas you can't go into if it's disapproving of a religion. Uh, so, and, and you're picking on Islam in particular. Now, uh, for care, they're not really bothered by the argument, well, I talk about Islamic terrorism because that's what we have in the world. Uh, if there was such a thing as Mormon terrorism or Southern Baptist terrorism, I would talk about that in class. But we don't have those things. There's certainly no worldwide phenomena of Mormon terrorists. So we don't have, I don't devote any time in class to that. None of that matters to care. The, the point is you make uh, you made Islam look bad, and that's the only thing that matters. Now, normally in cases like this, there's a principle called qualified immunity, which says that, well, even if a uh, public official, simply a public employee, like a police officer, a fireman, a teacher, a nurse, even if that person violates 
the Constitution in some way. You can't sue them personally, right? Uh, they have qualified immunity. Uh, and there's no way around that unless you can either point to a court decision that says to policemen, firemen, nurses, teachers, that certain behavior, certain uh, activities are unconstitutional. Uh, and well, that can't be the case here because again, the courts have never ever said that certain content is off limits in a college class. The only other alternative is that you demonstrate to the court, the only way to get around qualified immunity is to demonstrate to the court that this public employee uh, should have been aware that any reasonable person would not have engaged in the actions that they did. Even though there's not a court case informing them, there's sort of like it's common sense. And the case that they referred to was a Supreme Court case uh, out of Texas called the Hope case uh, from 2002. And here, some prison guards were personally sued by a prisoner uh, that what happened to him was that the prison guards tied him to a post uh, for seven hours in the Texas sun. The Supreme Court said, yeah, even though Texas doesn't have a law that says, well, you can't tie a prisoner to a post for seven hours, should have been common sense. And so CARE was trying to say, well, it should have been common sense that you never insult Islam, you never portray it in a negative light, uh, you can't disparage it by tying it to terrorism, should have been common sense. Fortunately, the district court judge uh, dismissed uh, Care's case. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, uh, wrote a pretty uh, pointed uh, opinion on it. Care, I mean, in my view, as a non-lawyer, as an outsider, so to speak, to the court system going through this, um, it looked to me like Care was embarrassed, thankfully. Uh, days after the opinion was, was issued, this is August in 2020, uh, CARE uh, filed an appeal to get the dismissal overturned so they could go back into court with the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, a Ninth Circuit panel upheld uh, the dismissal. Um, you know, further, by the way, the, the Ninth Circuit panel's uh, opinion further chastised CARE. Uh, it took about two years, roughly, for the Ninth Circuit uh, for that to work its way through. And ultimately, last August is when the Ninth Circuit issued its opinion. Uh, so I survived. Uh, the college district survived, and I'm able to still teach uh, the course, the Islamic terrorism content, which I've added to, quite frankly. I've decided to dig in my heels and emphasize things more even. Uh, but there's a couple lessons from this. Um, first of all, uh, stand your ground. Uh, don't cave in to uh, groups like CARE, uh, these grievance groups that want to cancel everything that offends them. Uh, you know, and they make a living off of this, quite frankly. Uh, don't give in to them. Uh, you know, the way I like to tell people is 
you know, my great grandfathers are buried here. Uh, my grandfathers are buried here and I'm just not going to roll over and hand over the country uh, to groups like this. Uh, you know, people who came before me work too hard uh, and I'm not going to give in. The other thing, too, is all of this is made a lot easier if you have the support of family, but of your institution. Uh, I could see this going a different direction if the college district wasn't supportive of me. Um, and, you know, fortunately that I have to, you know, say the chancellor himself, even personally, uh, was was very supportive. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. And it it makes a big difference uh, if faculty can get uh, support, uh, you know, from the administrators, from uh, the, the boards that run uh, colleges and universities. So I guess I'm about out of time for my presentation. I guess we have uh, some time for Q&A now. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for that. Um... Really, really enjoyed hearing you speak and uh, good job standing your ground. Uh, first question is from Jeff Billingham. Do you think they knew that they would lose care? Uh, but meanwhile, it could be so troublesome and expensive to the university that they would just give in at some point prior to a court decision. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. And I go back and forth about that. Um, on the one hand, I am positive care believes every single word that they have said and that they did say in their court filings and there's there's one aspect of the filing that gives it away and that is care one of the many complaints against my course they said well professor damask included an image of muhammad in his lecture slides and that's insulting you can't do that and then discuss all of this within the context of terrorism. You've insulted the prophet. And that that's the giveaway. I mean, they really mean what they say. On the other hand, uh, groups like CARE survive on publicity uh, and they survive on intimidation. And even losing in the way that they did, it's kind of a lesson to other instructors. Uh, it's like, you go down this road that you know, Professor Damask in Arizona did, you might find yourself uh, in federal court. Uh, and, and again, if the school doesn't support you, you know, that, that's going to be a difficult, um, you know, endeavor going it alone. Absolutely. Uh, Larry White here points out the Ninth Circuit is notoriously liberal. It's strange that they upheld the trial court. Did you have any doubts at any point? <laughs> Um, it's interesting the the attorneys for the district and I kind of went back and forth about this. Um, is it better to have, you know, say conservative constitutionalist judges or more liberal, uh, living constitution, uh, judges on the court? And unfortunately it's a crapshoot. Uh, you know, I was fortunate to have a decent panel but again, if you have, you know, judges that are, you know, justices that are, you know, uh, have this multicultural attitude, you know, a liberal, a good old fashioned FDR liberal probably is going to side with me. But 
nowadays, what's coming out of law schools, um, you know, uh, it's it's unclear. So I got lucky, in, at least in part. Thank you so much. Uh, Don Sable asks, have the threats against you continued and how does it affect you and or does it bother you? Uh, he notes that he's asking as one who has never experienced what you have. Yeah, um, I have to say, you know, reading and seeing this sort of thing happen to other people, you know, you see it on the TV or on the Internet and you kind of say, hey, why don't you just, you know, uh, deal with it? You know, these are online threats. That's easy to say until it happens to you. Uh, and these were very real threats. I met with the police on a couple of occasions. Uh, they did pass on a couple of these um, postings to, well, let's just say uh, federal law enforcement authorities. There's one in particular that they were concerned with. Um, so what I've had to do in my home uh, without getting too specific, I've had to secure it um, because at, at no point now do I take chances. You don't leave doors unlocked or anything. Um, and that's it's kind of sad. That's where we are in the country. Um, you know, I haven't sort of felt threatened since, but that's in part because I've had to secure uh, my home. Uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of where we are in modern America, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Uh, Robert Slater asks, is your, is your impression, as is mine, that most colleges, universities are moving toward care, uh, care side and not the side of protected, free protected speech? Oh, I think, yeah, that's, I mean, it goes without saying that's where higher education, and by the way, K through 12 uh, education is going as well. Uh, and the point to keep in mind is that the multiculturalists, they control the pipeline of who gets to be a faculty member. They, they control who, as a student, passes the courses. They control who is able to get through their doctoral exams and have their dissertation accepted. They, they control who gets hired on as a faculty member. Uh, and they, they control who gets tenure. So, uh, yeah, I, I can see very clearly that in most universities, it wouldn't even come to this, actually, you know, whether a faculty member should stand up for himself or is the university going to support him. Most places are already where care is. They're already on care side. Every single faculty member, the administrators, all of it, uh, you know, so uh Higher ed is not a place to go for open debate and discussion. That's not where you have free speech. Uh, what you have is it's multicultural uh, indoctrination um, of, of young people. That's terrifying to think about. Um, Barry Werner asks, why do you think that care is supported by non-Muslims? Okay, this is a really good question. Um, there is without you know getting have a whole uh seminar on this webinar on this there is a faction a small faction of conservatives that actually side with care in cases like this and what i've been able to figure you know figure out is 
they're hoping to latch on to a, a Muslim grievance group in the sort of vague and pathetic hope of protecting their own religious interests. In other words, well, if we just latch on to care, we'll let care go to court and make all the arguments for us. And that way, in the end, we'll have our religion defended. And I think that's, I mean, that's naive, that's incredibly unwise for the medium and long term, because what would happen, let's say care won, um, rest assured that it, the way our Justice Department and FBI works now, it would be Islamic students uh, who would you know, have the government take their side in cases like this. It wouldn't be anybody else. So if you're hoping to latch on to care to protect yourself, that's not the way it works. Uh, it's going to be them and their interests uh, that are supported. And it's, it's unbelievable. But yeah, there are some people you know, non-Muslims who support care. And it's it's a hugely unwise and, and just terrible decision to do this. Absolutely. Uh, just out of curiosity, if the injunctions were to have gone through, how exactly would a professor go about teaching something like, like 9-11? <laughs> yeah, that good question. Very, you know, to the point. And the answer is, well, you wouldn't. Uh, the best you could do in fact, okay, I've, I had, when all of this happened, two faculty members contact me, one who teaches religious studies and one who teaches sociology, and they take various aspects of Islam uh, and discuss it within the context of their class, and they told me, um, I'm done, uh, not anymore, they're just excising that from their curriculum, from their class content. And so what would end up happening, although technically you could talk about 9-11 and bin Laden and ISIS and so on, and Iran and so on and so forth, you would have to discuss it, all of these sort of phenomena and personalities outside the context of Islam. You would have to say, well, they're doing it because they're crazy or, um, well, we don't really know why they're doing what they're doing. You could never, ever bring religion into it uh, to try to explain a given phenomena and of course that's ridiculous uh and so that would just mean certain um content certain subject matter is just simply not discussed at all it's just easier to do it that way than to try to you know straddle the line and potentially get sued Uh, we have quite a few questions coming in from different uh, viewers asking if you were supported by any other groups during this this trial. Uh, yes, uh, early on, uh, I was supported by FIRE. Um, uh, he's probably well known to most of your viewers. They uh, got on this very quickly. I mean, within, I contact that, contacted them probably 48 hours uh, after everything uh, happened. And Two days after that, I think, uh, they had me connected uh, with an attorney. Uh, they they sent a letter, in fact, to the uh, college district on my behalf. Uh, so, yeah, there, there are groups out there, thankfully. Uh, you, you aren't alone. And that's that should, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, bolster people's uh, willingness to stand up to care. They're not the only groups out there. There's groups on our side as well. 
Uh, so don't think that you're all alone and all by yourself. Uh, that's definitely not the case. There's lots of Americans who are concerned about this. Absolutely. An anonymous attendee asks, uh, do you have any plans in the future in terms of going uh, legal or raising awareness against increased intolerance and increasing terrorism around the world, Islamic terrorism around the world? Yeah, I mean, I just hope to be able to do exactly what I'm doing here with the Middle East Forum, and that is get the word out. Um, all is not well in higher education. Uh, and that there are outside groups outside the universities and colleges putting pressure on our public education system uh, to conform to, you know, a left wing, multicultural, um, insane uh, worldview. Um, and be aware it's not just bad administrators. In my case, there were, you know, from the district, uh, they were on my side. They were good uh, to me, very good to me. Um, so it's not the administrators necessarily, it's these outside groups, some of whom they're not even Americans. I mean, some of these groups receive support from overseas. I mean, you think, who the heck are foreigners to tell Americans what we can think about and talk about in our own schools? And yet it's going on. Uh, so that's, you know, one point I want to, you know, try to, in any forum I can, make people aware that there's outside groups, some of them foreign, putting pressure on our educational system. Real quick before you go, do you see this in any other institutions uh, aside from just the educational? Well, uh, yes. Um, you know, again, just, you know, I've been personally contacted by people who are in law enforcement, um, who are in, uh, who work for big business, big banks, okay? And they say, well, not specifically necessarily with Islamic terrorism, but, uh, you know, they say, look, there's this woke multicultural craziness going on. We have these mandatory diversity sessions uh, and, you know, where they're in indoctrination sessions. So it's I mean, it's happening in the churches. It's obviously happening in the media, um, in, in the military. You know, I had people, I, I had officers contact me like, you know, I could not walk around in the military, in the army, talking about Islamic terrorism. You know, I would get in some trouble from higher ups if, if you know, I tried to, you know, discuss with other people and have maybe a little seminar or something. So this has infected all of our major institutions. Um, I have some ideas what to do, but again, that's a whole nother, uh, a whole nother session, I guess. All right. Well, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we've come to the close of our webinar. We have quite a few questions left and, uh, of course, what, what we can do going forward. Um, but maybe we'll have you back soon. Uh, well, thank you so much, Professor Damask for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, for our viewers, please be on the lookout for our weekly webinars offering email coming out over the weekend. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful day.